the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Habakkuk, as we're going to see, he was a perplexed prophet. A perplexed prophet. He was perplexed by what was happening in his country in its final days. And he was perplexed by the fact that God was not doing anything to stop it. God was not doing anything to stop what was happening in his nation. God seemed to be allowing these things to happen. Do you feel perplexed like Habakkuk? You just don't understand why God isn't doing anything about the broken and unjust things that you see. You wonder where he is and why he's allowing this stuff to continue. Maybe like this prophet, you've been praying for a long time but are still waiting on an answer from the Lord. Well, today, Pastor Dan helps you process through your experience as you study the conversations between Habakkuk and God. There's much to learn from these verses. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So we're going to be in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 1. Don't turn your pages too fast, you'll go right past it. Or Habakkuk, you can pronounce it either way. So we're also going to reference Romans chapter 1 and Galatians chapter 3. If you want to go ahead and find those in your Bible, that way you can turn to them quickly when the time comes. Habakkuk chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, Galatians chapter 3. And let me pray for us, and then we'll get into Habakkuk. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you, Lord, that it doesn't return void. And Lord, as we open your word now, we pray and ask that your spirit would be our teacher. I pray and ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, very little is known about the prophet Habakkuk. There's really no biographical information given to us in this book about Habakkuk, which again, similar to many of the other prophets, it just reminds us that the message is what matters, not the person, but the message that God gave them to deliver. And we can glean from clues that are in the book of Habakkuk, We know that Habakkuk lived in the southern kingdom of Judah. We can tell from the book that he lived after the Assyrian Empire was conquered by the Babylonians, while the Babylonians were on the rise as a world empire. But he he lives also before the conquering of Jerusalem. 
and the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. So the Assyrian Empire fell to the Babylonians in 612 BC. Jerusalem is destroyed in 586 BC. And so Habakkuk seems to have lived in that window of time. And he lived within 20 years of the defeat and destruction of Jerusalem. So he truly was a last days prophet. He was a prophet in the last days of his own nation. And through Habakkuk, we get a picture of what was happening in Judah in its last days as a nation and what that nation looked like. Now, most prophets, as you know, they spoke to the people on behalf of God. Habakkuk is different. He's unique in the Bible in that he speaks to God about the things he sees happening among the people in his nation. And so the book of Habakkuk records a couple conversations, really, between Habakkuk in the Lord about what is going on in the nation that Habakkuk sees taking place. Habakkuk, as we're going to see, he was a perplexed prophet. A perplexed prophet. He was perplexed by what was happening in his country in its final days. And he was perplexed by the fact that God was not doing anything to stop it. God was not doing anything to stop what was happening in his nation. God seemed to be allowing these things to happen. And so Habakkuk questioned God. He complained to God. That God was not intervening. Look at verse 1. The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. So Habakkuk was burdened by what he saw happening in his country. Maybe you can relate to Habakkuk. Maybe you're burdened by what you see happening in our nation. And the direction things are going. Morally. Habakkuk was burdened by what he saw happening in his nation. And Habakkuk prayed for his nation. It says in verse 2 that he cried out to God. He didn't just complain about what was happening and what he was seeing. He prayed. And we should pray for our nation. But what we're going to see is as Habakkuk prayed for the nation, the nation actually declined more and more. Things got worse, not better. Look what Habakkuk says in verse 2. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Even cry out to you violence. And you will not save. Habakkuk cried out to God because there was violence everywhere in the nation. As he looked around, Lord, there's violence everywhere. He's crying out to God. But God was not doing anything to stop the violence. And Habakkuk says, how long, O Lord? How long shall I cry? And you will not hear. God was taking too long in Habakkuk's opinion. God was moving too slow. How long shall I cry? And you not answer me. And do something. How long shall I pray? 
Again, maybe you can relate to Habakkuk. Maybe you've prayed for something for a long time. And you're at a point where you're saying, how how long, O Lord? How long are you going to allow this to continue? Lord, you see the things are getting worse, not better. Why don't you do something? Lord, you're moving too slow. Let's go. He says in verse 3, why do you show me iniquity? Why do you show me these things and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Habakkuk sees the iniquity in his nation. If you're a note taker, the word iniquity can also be translated wickedness. Lord, you keep showing me the wickedness in my nation. You cause me to see the trouble. Everywhere I look, I see plundering, looting, violence. There's strife, there's contention in the nation. People are on edge. People are divided against each other. People oppose each other. Plus, verse 4, he says, Therefore the law is powerless, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. He says the law is is powerless. If you have the NIV, it says the law is paralyzed. What is he getting at? They have laws. That's not the issue. They have laws, but the laws are not enforced. People are breaking the law and nothing happens to them. Laws are ignored. People are getting away with crimes with no penalty, no punishment. Justice never goes forth. People are not arrested for the crimes they commit. If they are arrested, they're released. And they're back on the street in no time, back to committing crimes. As Judah was in its last days, there's a complete breakdown in the legal system. He says, the wicked outnumber the righteous in the nation. Again, maybe you can relate to what he's saying here. Maybe you have felt the same way as Habakkuk. Maybe you feel like the wicked outnumber the righteous in our nation right now. Or as he says, we're surrounded by wickedness on every side. Now, all these things that Habakkuk saw in his nation taking place, the violence, the wickedness, the trouble, the looting, the strife, the contention, the ineffectiveness of the legal system, all these things are symptoms. They're not causes. They're symptoms. They were all the result of the nation of Judah turning its back on God and God's commandments. God was no longer properly honored in the nation. His word was no longer the standard by which the nation was governed or by which people lived. And this was the result of that. This is what that produces. This is the fruit that is produced in a society when a society that once knew God, once honored God, once followed God's commands turns away from God. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, it says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Doing what's right in God's eyes exalts a nation. You know, when you read through the books of 1 and 2 Kings, 
each king that ruled over Israel or the southern kingdom of Judah is summarized by one statement. They did what was right in God's eyes or they did what was evil in the sight of God. It doesn't matter how many years they reigned. God summarizes their reign in one sentence. Either they did what was right in God's eyes or they did what was evil in God's eyes. God didn't say anything about the king's policies or their speeches or their popularity or how they were polling. Each king either did what was right in God's eyes or what was evil in God's eyes. Righteousness exalts a nation. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Righteousness exalts a nation. Psalm 9 verse 17 says, The nation that forgets God is turned into hell. A nation that once knew God and followed God and honored God and then forgets God, that nation is turned into hell. And Habakkuk here, he gives us a description of what that looks like when a nation turns from God and forgets God. It becomes filled with violence and wickedness and trouble and strife and contention. In other words, a nation that forgets God starts to just completely unravel. Now, the Bible tells us that in the last days, people will turn away from God and reject God's laws and God's standards of morality and right and wrong. And Jesus said that the love of many will grow cold and lawlessness will abound in the world as a result. The lawlessness will be a symptom. The lack of love will be a symptom. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it for you. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, Paul writes, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money and boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Again, those are all symptoms. Those are all symptoms, not the cause. The cause is forgetting God. The cause is turning away from God and throwing out God's commandments from society and throwing off his standards of morality and right and wrong. And that's what Habakkuk is witnessing in his own nation. And it's frustrating for a righteous person like Habakkuk to watch his nation go down this path. 
and see where it's heading. In verse 5 now, the Lord God answers Habakkuk's complaint. Look at verse 5. God answers him. Now, let me just say here, on a personal note, when we started this church back in 2003, uh, most of you know that my wife and I moved here from Florida to plant the church, and we left behind our families, and we left behind our friends, and we left behind Florida. Let's not forget that, okay? And that was difficult, especially the leaving Florida part. But about a month after we started church, uh, my father, who lived in Florida, had to have uh, emergency heart surgery. Went in for a checkup. They found something. They immediately scheduled him for open heart surgery. And that, you know, that's the kind of thing that you fear when you move away from family, that something's going to happen and you're not going to be there when it happens. And so I found myself uh, on a flight flying down to Florida to visit my father before his surgery. Uh, And as I was on that flight, uh, I had my Bible out, and the man sitting next to me uh, said to me, I have a word from the Lord for you. And here I am, you know, we just started the church. The church is only about a month old. We moved up here, and already there's a medical emergency, and I'm going back to Florida, and And this guy says, I I have a word from the Lord for you. And he quoted Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 5, the second half of it. And he said, the Lord will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, even if it were told you. And so the Lord used Habakkuk to encourage me in the ministry very, very early on, uh, when we faced sort of one of our first challenges, And so here now the Lord answers Habakkuk's complaint by saying in verse 5, Look among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. God says to Habakkuk, I am working. I am working. I am doing something. You just can't see what I'm doing, Habakkuk. But I am working. You know, often God is working and we just can't see it. And we don't want to make the same mistake that Habakkuk makes and conclude, well, God's not working. I can't see him working, so God must not be working. God's not taking action because I don't see anything happening. No, God is working. You just can't see it. If you remember when uh, Jesus came to Jerusalem for the last time, and as he came up the Mount of Olives, he sends a couple of his disciples to a neighboring village And he tells them, when you go into that village, you're going to find a a donkey tied. Bring the donkey here. And when the owner of the donkey asks you, tell him the master has need of this donkey. And then he's going to ride that donkey in and make the triumphal entry and fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9, that your king comes to you, lowly and riding on a donkey, bringing salvation to you. Right? But Jesus, Jesus had a donkey waiting. The disciples didn't know about that donkey. But he had a guy in a village who owned a donkey who tied the donkey up outside for his two disciples to go and get that donkey. The disciples didn't know anything about that. The disciples could have said, Lord, how are we going to make this triumphal entry? We don't even have a donkey. Where are we going to get a donkey? This is never going to work, Lord. We need a donkey. The Lord's got a donkey. And I'm sure for the disciples, 
Who does he know over there that owns a donkey? Where'd this guy come from? How do you know there was a guy there in that town? You know, the Lord is working in ways that we don't even see. He's got people. He's got donkeys. He's got it all lined up. And so he says here again in verse 5, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. You you will be utterly astonished when I tell you how I am working and what I'm going to do. To which I'm sure Habakkuk leaned in and said, What is it? What are you going to do, Lord? Look what he says in verse 6. For I indeed am raising up the Chaldeans. Wait a minute, Lord. A bitter and hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. God says, I am raising up the Chaldeans to punish Judah. Lord, don't you see all the violence that's happening in the nation? Lord, I've been crying out to you. You're not doing anything. Well, I am doing something. I'm raising up the Chaldeans. And they're going to come and judge Judah. Oh, I didn't expect that answer. (laughs) The Chaldeans are the Babylonians. And he names them by name here, by the way, before they come. And God will use the Babylonians to punish Judah for her rebellion and her wickedness. The very thing that Habakkuk is complaining about. Lord, you're not doing anything about this. All this wickedness. I'm surrounded by wickedness. And you're not doing anything. Oh, but I am doing something. I'm raising up the Babylonians. And they're going to come. And they're going to conquer Judah. They're going to take the people away captive. And the Lord is doing this. This is, this is going to be God's plan. He doesn't tell Habakkuk this, but we know this from the rest of the Bible. Because this is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take to get the attention of the people of Judah. This is what it's going to take to humble them and to get them to turn back to God. And look at God's description of the Babylonians in verse 6. It's a bitter and hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar was on the march. They were on the move. They were spreading throughout the Middle East conquering every nation they came to. Look what he says in verse 7. They are a terrible and dreadful nation. Their judgment and their dignity proceed for themselves. Their horses also are swifter than leopards and more fierce than evening wolves. (laughs) I don't know what evening wolves are. Any wolf to me is going to be fierce, but especially those evening wolves. Their chargers charge ahead, their cavalry comes from afar, they fly as the eagle that hastens to eat. The Babylonians are just sweeping into countries and conquering them. And look at verse 9. They all come for violence. They're not coming to make peace. The Babylonians are outside your city gate. They're not there to make peace. They're there to conquer and there to destroy. And this is who God's going to use. This is the nation, the empire that God's going to use to deal with the rebellion of Judah. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Habakkuk, and he has more to share with you next time. If you'd like to talk to us some more about this teaching, you can reach us at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by email. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab. Click on Contact. Maybe you're looking for additional messages from this series. You can find them at calvaryec.com under the Media tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. If you'd like to submit a prayer request of something that's been on your heart, you can do that on our website as well. Just look under the Prayer tab at calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe and get to know Pastor Dan a little more. So feel free to explore and learn at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional things from this Old Testament book of Habakkuk. Pastor Dan has some more to share, so make sure you come back to hear more right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.